Are you seeking to know yourself more deeply, get along better with friends and family, meet like-minded people who are just like you, have peace of mind about what is happening in your world? Then, episode number 140 of the Beyond Adversity podcast with Dr. Brad Miller is here for you as we have the creators of the 10 Terrains of Consciousness, Alan David Reed and Tawny Wolf on Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller. So on Earth, you've got a terrain of, of a certain kind that will manifest one kind of forest in one area, a hilly terrain in another area that will manifest a different kind of landscape. And so it's, it's that kind of uh, underpinning that we're looking at here. And so what we have is a terrain in consciousness that's really like um, the glasses we're looking through and the filters that we're seeing the world through. Hi, this is David Brandehorst from davidbrandehorst.com. And I help people design, launch, and grow their businesses so they can fulfill their purpose for their life and become all God created them to be. Dr. Brad Miller is here to navigate adversity in your life and emerge with purpose, prosperity, and peace of mind on the Beyond Adversity podcast. Hello, good people. Welcome to Beyond Adversity with Dr. Brad Miller here on Beyond Adversity. We are looking to be the podcast that helps you to navigate adverse conditions in your life and to emerge to a place of peace, prosperity, and purpose. And we do so by talking to a lot of great people on our podcast who have their processes of helping you to emerge out of adversity to something better. On our website, Dr. Brad Miller, we have lots of such uh, episodes with lots of great leaders. You can go there and listen to our back catalog of podcasts and to receive a free gift to know more about us and what we are about. Today, in episode number 140, we are talking about personality, and we're talking about resonating your personality and your, to, and your relationship to the world around us, your spiritual development. Perhaps you're familiar with systems of self-knowledge, such as the Enneagram and Myers-Briggs and the DISC inventory. Those are all things that are helpful to us. And today, we have uh, Tawny Wolf and Alan David Reed, who are with us to share with us their methodology called the 10 Terrains of Consciousness, which will help us to understand not exactly what type we are, but help us to understand our relationship to the reality of the world around us in terms of our spiritual development and our core perceptions. That is our worldview and our values and our behaviors and our actions. Some fascinating uh, process that they call the ten the ten uh, terrains of consciousness. Uh, Alan David Reed is a global thinker, a visionary, and he was a pioneer in the field of virtual reality in Silicon Valley, and has worked as an architect and builder, an urban planner, an environmental landscape designer, and has extensive training in applied and quantum physics. He's teamed up with Australian Tawny Wolf, who is a modern Renaissance woman. She's been a corporate lawyer, an Oxford scholar, a screenwriter, a radio show host, a personal development coach, 
a workshop facilitator, and an inspirational speaker, and a mentor to others. They came together and created this fascinating system, which they called the 10 Terrains of Consciousness, and they blog at 10terrains.com. It's going to be an interesting experience for us to experience together here on Beyond Adversity. Listen carefully, learn from this process, and go deep here with Tawny Wolf and Alan David Reed on Beyond Adversity as we get into this conversation right now. Brad, we're so happy to be here with you. Yeah, thanks for having us on the show. It's awesome. You folks are coming to us today from Australia, and I'm in Indianapolis, Indiana, and we're having a great, uh, a great time to making a connection as we talk about some important things during a really pivotal time in our world. Our world is going through some really challenging times right now, and you're giving us a process to help us navigate some difficult concepts by uh, learning about ourselves better and about our, how we relate to the world. But I'd like to find out just a little bit about you, you folks, how you came to this point to create this create this this uh, book and this product and a little bit about your background and a little bit what gives you the uh, opportunity or the credentials to produce this. Either one can start, but I'd just like to find a little bit about your background. Well, Brad, I guess I can go first uh, to say basically since I was a child, uh, having had a deep connection uh, with the, with nature when I was growing up in the woods, uh, with animals and, and trees, uh, nature really kind of took me under her wing and, and taught me quite a lot. Uh, and having been moved from that environment to Southern California uh, when I was 11, I really felt a disconnection and had at that point realized my life work was to understand how we as, as human beings had become so disconnected from our, our essence of ourselves. And so my, my striving was to really come back to this inner peace that I had felt and you brought that concept up about being at peace. And I really have seen over the course of my life that what really is being looked for is peace of mind. And I've heard that from so many great leaders. And so for me, it was a journey that took me through all of the sciences, all of the religious studies, uh, just everything I could find uh, all you know through the commerce world just to understand how the world was the way it was, why it was the way it was, and, and really to answer these deeper questions. So it's just been a lifelong quest. And I've, I've studied and, and covered uh, so much. It's, it's hard to even <laughs> remember where I've been at times. But uh, yeah, it, it's been a journey just for me to answer these deep questions that I had uh, that were burning on my heart as a child. And uh, that's brought us here today, uh, having... Uh, met Tawny, we similarly had a similar question and it just kept evolving from asking this question again and again, this work. Uh, I guess you could say that uh, spirit kind of wanted it to come through and uh, it's been sort of brought through in in our conversation. And and as we've evolved that research, it just keeps getting more and more clear and, and grounded. And the question that we were asking really was, uh, even though we're both coming at it from opposite perspectives, the question we were asking was, what is underneath the differences between people? Why do people see the world so differently from each other? And why is there so much conflict and strife in the world? We're both asking it from different perspectives. You know, Alan's got a background in science and mysticism, and he tends to look to the macro patterns playing out on the planet globally and politically and economically. My background's more in the interpersonal world. 
So my deep questions as a child were, well, why do my parents and my sister and I all see the world so differently from each other, even though we've been raised in the same way? What is really going on underneath these differences? And I was always driven by an urge to help people become in in more greater harmony with each other and get along better and have less conflict. So all the things I've done in my life are about understanding people and learning different languages and studying more psychological models and personality type models and and then I had my own journey of, of adversity that I've overcome in my life, which has been pretty much crippled with chronic pain, unable to walk, and had many, many years of a long journey of healing. And during that journey, I changed and shifted so much in my own way of seeing the world. That now that I understand this 10 terrains model, I can look back and see that I actually shifted through several of these what we call terrains of consciousness as part of my journey of healing. And so when Alan and I met, we both had done a lot of inner work on ourselves over our lives to overcome a lot of adversity in our own childhoods and our own personal lives. And we'd, we'd had to develop a very uh, kind of profound spiritual perspective on our own lives. And then we came together and asked this question, what is really going on on this planet underneath personality types, underneath belief systems, underneath the way people are raised and their conditioning? How are people relating differently to reality? And that's how this model started to come through in our conversations. And then we just thought, we better start writing this stuff down. And then we kept talking about it. And eventually it just grew into a whole body of work. As we started to run it past people, everyone's like, gee, that actually feels really truthful. That seems to explain a lot. And just was really landing with people. So we decided to stop all our other work and just pour ourselves into this but it's not something either of us ever sought to create this model it just actually came through us well that's that's okay. awesome so you had kind of a, a macro approach and a micro approach or the inner self or the outer self coming together here and you came up with this model called the 10 terrains and i'm really interested in this term terrain that you use uh terrain to me, it means topography. It means, you know, I like to cycle, for instance, bicycle, or sometimes I do uh, uh, trail riding, sometimes I do on the road. But, you know, terrain means something when you're, you know, elevations and uh, the land and so on and how you have to navigate that. Uh, what you're talking about here is a process to navigate the earth, isn't it? Or the, or, or, or since our world that we live in. So I'd like you to give us kind of a, an overall, a 10,000 foot view of your model here and how it relates to helping us be firmly uh, residents of this earth to get through it. Just give us a, mac, a bigger view. Okay. Well, um, it's a, it's a great question. Terrain actually, it was, it was quite a, a journey for me to come to that correct word for this when we, we look at the fact that we're living in a universe that's fractal in its construction, terrain is true that it's on the land and we, we relate to terrain as different kinds of land, but we also have terrains in our, in our bodies and our, you know, you sometimes hear about the terrains in your intestine, if it's alkaline or acids. So in this idea of the fractality of things, we also have terrains in our, in consciousness. And what I really looked at is the definition of the word that really wasn't in the dictionary. And I sort of expanded it to say that what a terrain is, the, is the condition upon which something manifests. So on earth, you've got a terrain of, of a certain kind that will manifest one kind of forest in one area, a hilly terrain in another area that will manifest a different kind of landscape. And so it's, it's that kind of uh, underpinning that we're looking at here. And so what we have is a terrain in consciousness. that's really like um, the, glasses we're looking through and the filters that we're seeing the world through. 
And so these different terrains of consciousness are how we're relating to our lives and to the world around us and to each other and how we're seeing things. And so by understanding that uh, perspective that you have on life, then you're able to uh, really get a sense of, of what it is you need to feel safe, how you need to relate to others, and, and truly to overcome adversity, you need to understand how you are needing to feel safe at your core and what methods are necessary. And this is what this model really helps to, to bring clear is knowing your terrain will give you that foundation to begin to navigate this journey that you're on. And so really, people are seeing the world in really different ways. It's almost like I'm wearing a pair of purple glasses, someone else is wearing a pair of blue glasses, someone else is wearing a pair of red glasses, and we're seeing something completely differently, but we don't know we're wearing the coloured glasses. So if you're sitting around a dinner table, or at the moment if you're locked in a house with someone in lockdown somewhere in the world through COVID, and you, you may have personality clashes and all that normal stuff that everyone's already aware of, but sometimes underneath that, there is also a terrain clash. So the person is actually coming from a completely different relationship with reality. You could even see it as a different operating system. You're a Mac and there are Windows and it's just not compatible. And once people come to understand their own terrain and then they take the time to learn the model and so they can start to recognize maybe the terrain that their partner is coming from or their colleagues or their parents and they start to see why it is that their parents or their partner are driving them crazy because they don't see the world, they don't want to wear a mask or they just have such a different relationship to reality. Once you come to understand this model, it's like one of those things that when you understand it, a lot of things start to make sense and then you can use different strategies to get along better with people to reduce the conflict to get less infuriated by their actions Mm -hmm. and there can be a lot more peace and compassion in the world as people start to understand the causes of these differences yeah it is so interesting it is so interesting about how so uh especially the time we live in right now in october of 2020 when we have a lot of political strife and racial disharmony and the economy is uh really challenging for a lot of folks and of course the covid thing uh, about how many people who come from the same environment, same family even, see things so differently and has been exacerbated now. So there is significant conflict going on in the world and within individuals, politically and otherwise. And you're giving us some models to help us at least to try to understand ourselves, to try to understand one another. And I think this has to go with what you talk about, the consciousness, the terrain of consciousness. So how does your model help us to get more connected with our personal consciousness and then in order to relate to to these other folks how does it do that well we could first say that the the foundation of this model is understanding that our consciousness is non-local and this is really where the leading edge of science is starting to see what the mystics and enlightenment have been saying that that really we are in a, a conscious universe this entire universe is a conscious construction and we're inside of that so when we look at consciousness, it's not just what's happening within us, it's what's happening within us as a relationship to everything around us. And so that's important um, because a lot of times consciousness is considered to be just something separate from, from someone else. But when you look at the fact that it's actually connected, that's when it, it starts to uh, really start to fall into place. It's like putting the sun in the middle of, of, of the solar system rather than the earth in the middle. Everything starts to fall into place. And so people uh, around a dinner table, you talk about uh, family gatherings, you know, a lot of times we say don't talk about politics or things because it's going to cause a lot of people to 
to get stirred up. And especially with this COVID uh, situation, people are getting stirred up, especially when they're being stuck together, as, as we're saying. So it's understanding that, that we each have a different relationship to, to uh, each other through these filters. And by understanding the language of those different filters and the needs of those different people, uh, or, or those different terrains, then, then we actually can start to relax and be more accepting of each other and uh, allow you know, harmony to come back in. And I would invite your, your listeners to go to our uh, YouTube channel of Under 10 Terrains. We've just done a COVID series that really brings this model to life. When you look at the various perspectives of each terrain in relation to this COVID pandemic, you really start to see how how this lives in our world and how each person is, is coming from uh, this model and, and how really uh, practical it actually is. Yeah, we did a series of videos, a, a different video for each terrain, how people at that terrain are responding to the COVID crisis, how people at this terrain are responding, and they're really, really differently how they're mm-hmm. showing up, the way they're responding. And it's, just, it's a really practical way to understand this quite quickly. Well, let's, let's get into that just a little bit then to help us to understand these various models. There's 10 of these terrains, I understand. So unpack at least a couple of them for us to give us at least some idea, a little more specifically, yeah. what we're talking about here. Obviously, like there's 10 of them and it would take an hour to go into each in detail, but I can just do a really super quick summary of some of them. I won't go into all of them. Um, the will ba- So let's start with the third one, the will-based terrain pyramid. This is one that's been seen a lot in human history and there's still a lot of people at this terrain on the planet. So the will-based terrain is a terrain where it's very much coming from a belief that, that um, it's a wild west world and everyone's out to get to get me and there's scarcity consciousness and I've got to look after myself. No one's going to look after me. And the kind of survival strategy here is to amass as much wealth and power as possible to keep me safe and to be able to exert control over other people. So yeah, Kind of a fortress, know, fortress mentality type of thing? Fortress mentality. So we've seen okay. that in the conquest and empire through history and in slavery and all those kind of institutions. But you can also see it just in common person on the street who's coming from that terrain who feels like I don't want to follow the law the government's trying to get me I'm not going to wear a mask no one's going to tell me what to do I don't care about society I just want to look after me and my family it's just a very the kind of people who might do looting or take their anger out in mob violence Uh, we're not judging it there's nothing wrong with it it's just where someone's at their personal journey at that point in time but it's but a but a but a a prevalent but a prevalent thing going on right now isn't it it really yeah because the people at that terrain are being very stirred up at the moment and there are quite a lot of them on the planet so it's helpful to be able to understand that so we can come from a place of empowered response to it rather than fear or anger around it mm-hmm. and so the terrain after that which is where sort of more the mainstream is at we call this the order-based terrain square and this is a terrain that's coming in response to pyramid and so rather than feeling like it's a wild west the sense of safety at square comes from being part of a smoothly running system so someone at this terrain now wants to be an upstanding member of society contribute to the smooth running of society um, they're caring about contributing to the whole. They want to be a good citizen. They, they tend to follow the law. They tend to want to look after everyone, make sure that they're a law-abiding citizen. And, yeah, it's very much about keeping the consensus reality going in a very stable way. And so then the terrain after that we call the reflection-based well, terrain. before you go too far with that one, I, took your, I went online and took your uh, assessment, and that's where I popped out as a square. Which my yeah. uh, which my three adult children have already known I was a square for a long time, but that was a <laughs> uh, that yeah. There, but uh, I've been called that before. But anyhow, I was interested that that came out that way. Yeah, I think we saw in your result this morning that you're actually at square moving to diamond. So it'll be interesting for you to hear. Yeah. Um, 
I'd be interested. I'd be interested in your take on that. Yeah, transitioning to diamond. So that most people are. Some people are out of terrain and they kind of stay there for 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Some people actually, some things start to happen in their life that cause them to start to shift and expand and they can start to transition from one terrain to the next. And one day they'll wake up and they're like, wow, I see the world really differently from how I used to. I don't think I want to do that same job anymore. I don't really resonate with these people anymore. Like it's a massive shift. So if someone's moving from one to the other, a lot of things are starting to stir up in their life and they're starting to learn a lot of lessons. So. Mm-hmm when you come out at square moving to diamond. So diamond is where actually in many ways our Western world is at, but a lot of people aren't at that terrain, but the Western culture is at this terrain. So the culture is at diamond. So diamond, the reflection-based terrain is all about, it's not so much focusing on the good of the society. It's, it's an individual focused terrain. And it's all about unique expression, unique identity, innovation. We're not so caring about the system anymore. We want to innovate. We want to overthrow the system. We want to question authority. We want to start to think for ourselves and follow our own path and, Things like the internet have emerged from the culture being at Diamond because it's decentralizing of information rather than rather than everyone reading the same encyclopedia. Now we've all got different opinions. And, yeah, so there's been a big shift from about the 1960s from square to diamond, but there's still many, many people at the order-based terrain square in our society, and there's often a generational conflict between the two, between some people who are still at square mm-hmm. and some people who have moved to diamond. That's one of the biggest culture clashes in the planet, but also the one I spoke about before between pyramid and square, the people who are really wanting to follow the law and look after the good of society and the people who are just like, I don't care about that. I just want to look after my own interests. There's always a big clash between that as well. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just share one other one because um, the one after, I mean, there's 10 of them obviously and they become progressively more kind of expanded. The one after the reflection-based terrain diamond, we can talk about the connection-based terrain circle. The shift here is really a shift from head to heart. People who are at circle are really deeply connected to the web of life. I think of indigenous peoples. They're living very close to the land. They're very connected to the earth. There's not really a leader or a sort of individual identity. It's much more a collaborative group who are all coming from a very heart-centered place. So we're starting to see some little small populations pop up on the world who are living from that place, a much simpler life closer to the earth. But as a collective society, we're not at that place. But one of the things we're seeing happening in this coronavirus crisis is some of the people who were in the process of shifting from diamond to circle in their personal journey, that has been accelerated for them because there's been a giant pause button pressed and people can't do their work and they can't distract themselves with entertainment and media and they're having to go very much inwards into the connection with their body and their earth and nature. And some, some of those people's shifts are being accelerated. So we're seeing that there is like a global beginning of a global shift starting to happen, but you know, it could take yeah. decades. But another piece of that, Tony, would also perhaps be how there's more and more interaction between people of these of the various personality types. And I wonder how that works. Does that lead to conflict? Does it lead to more collaboration? Do people stay kind of, are people kind of locked into their terrain? Uh, how do these interact with one another, especially if you're interacting with other people? Tell us how that dynamic well, your terrain uh, is is really a function of a lot of, of factors, the traumas you've experienced, the beliefs you've got, and the stories you're holding on to. So in a in a physics sense, it's a bundle of charge. And so how you heal yourself will determine how you move through this uh, continuum of terrains, because at the core of it, we are already this infinite consciousness. We are already at one one collective consciousness, universal consciousness. And so when we speak about accessing higher power, accessing our, our uh, infinite self, that's really what we're doing is coming back to our, our core essence 
Uh, and so when you come to heal those things that are causing you to be separate from each other, then you will naturally come to this place of, of unity and, and connection. And so there's a, a journey that's going on here, but you can't force that through, through will or the mind. It's, it's really a function of surrendering and healing and doing a lot of what, you know, the one interesting thing about how this model came about is I have studied much of the spiritual and biblical and, 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 uh, mystery school texts, and they, they all have been sort of dancing around this, but never really quite seeing this as clearly as it emerged in, in the research I was doing to just be this, this, you know, direct uh, continuum. Yeah, you want to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, just following up on what Alan said in terms of what you asked about conflict, like, that you can be a you know a very mature person at each terrain you could be very immature you could be a young person or an old person but there's still going to be a fundamental thing that you have in common with other people at your terrain the fundamental way you see the world but when you're in, in a conversation with someone who sees the world from a different terrain there can be conflicts as you just asked there really can be um depending on which terrains are sitting in a room together will be the degree of the conflict. If you have someone at the unity-based terrain, infinity, which is the terrain someone like a Buddha is at, where he's in total state of witnessing and he's let go of all ego and he's just purely surrendered to the divine in every moment, it's less likely that he's going to be in conflict with someone at Pyramid. But if someone at Pyramid and someone at Diamond are in a room together and they're both at a point in their journey where they're very much identifying still with their own, with their own human self, their own ego self, their own mind, then they're there can be a lot more charge to the beliefs. And so sometimes there can be a lot of conflict where let's say there's a parent at square and a child at diamond, the child wants to go off and do all these innovative things. The parent wants them to find a career path that they stick to and they can't really understand each other. So one of the things we've seen from people who've done this uh, quiz and read our book is that I understand my father better now. You know, we're having less conflict with each other now because I actually get him now. And I know how to speak to my father in a way that, he can hear me and I can put it in language that helps him feel safe because I actually I really understand now how he's seeing the world differently. And we've had a lot of reports back from people that the conflicts, particularly with their family or their spouse, are dissolving as they're starting to really understand the other person's perspective because yeah. often the core stuff we just don't really know about each other. Well, that's, that's fascinating. It's it being intentional about trying to understand yourself. I know I've been a uh, Tony and Alan, I've been a uh, student of uh, personality type inventories, this type of thing for some yes. time. Myers-Briggs, I imagine you're familiar with that. And, uh, oh, there's the DISC one. Uh, there's a couple of ones out there. One I'm familiar with is uh, the Fascinate one by um, Sally Hogshead, which I think is interesting. Those mm-hmm. things to help us, especially the business environment, try to you know develop, develop your or understand your personality. Uh, compare and contrast this with other personality inventories that are out there. How's this going to help us uh, to get a little deeper and to move things forward in our life? Well, I should probably say that what we have to look at with personality uh, assessments is this really, I would say, I would use the word effect. It's kind of the behavioral effect where what the terrain is underneath that is the actual causative, causative factor, the cause of what's coming about. So the, the terrain gives rise to perceptions and beliefs and behaviors and values. And those, those are on top of it. And so, yeah, we're, we're dealing with basically here a, a fundamental, like Tony mentioned, an operating system underneath all of these other uh, 
types of uh, assessments. The thing is, they're actually talking about two different things. I'm, I'm like you, really interested in, in personality types. I know everybody in my life, what the Enneagram is, they're my husband. Right, 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 right. Yeah. They're this, they're this, they're this, and it helps me in my life navigate everything. But sure. the thing is, if you come into this world, let's say me, I'm an ENFP, I have a three Enneagram, I'm blonde, I've got green eyes, I'm a Gemini. That's yeah. not going to change. I'm going to stay that my whole life. That's how I'm built. That's how I've come into the world. That's how God's made me and whatever you want to call it. But my terrain can change. Because the terrain is, is, is a stage you're at in your developmental journey okay. and there's, neither of them are better or worse. Okay. It's like I could be 25 years old or I could be 28 years old. Mm-hmm. Neither of them is better. I'm still the same person, but I'm a slightly different version of that. Like I'm showing up as that Myers-Briggs type differently at Diamond than I would at Spiral. I'm showing up differently as an ENTJ personality type at Square as I would at Diamond. So it's just... You're the same personality type, but you're kind of cool where you're seeing the world has shifted. So you're, yeah. you're seeing that difference. Just to follow up the, the terrain analogy, the terrain, if you go on a long trip, the terrain changes. It might be flat, it might be hilly, it might yes. be mountainous or whatever. And you're still in do. the same car. But you're still the same person, the same personality, that type of thing. Yeah, still in the same car. yeah I'd like to get really practical, pragmatic, because I really like to be try to be helpful to my listeners because I just find just as we were talking about, you know, all the things we were talking about here, the COVID crisis and the dynamics and politics is going on big here in my country right now. It's just, just crazy right now. Uh, But I'd like to see what we can do to be helpful to people to get through some place of being stuck to help people get beyond adversity. And so one of the things I like to share and teach about is what are some actions that you can take to start to get off the, place that you are stuck and what are some actions that you can teach us or that can that your resource here can be helpful to us to help people to uh, move beyond adversity to take some action to to be bold to get out of this place of being uh stuck in a place well to 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 really get to the point it's about knowing who you are Mm-hmm. And one way to know who you are, and and by knowing who you are, you then have an ability to start to take hold of the adversity that you're confronted with, and and take action and make and make changes related to that. But to know who you are, you have to kind of know where you are. And by going to our Ten Terrains website, and I'll spell that for your listeners: t e n t e r r a i n s dot com. Uh, we have a quiz that uh, would recommend that you take in order to begin this process, because by knowing where you are, you start to see how you're relating to your adversity. And, and this is the beginning point. When you, when you get this, the position you're at in your relationship to, to reality, if you will, or to life, you'll start to see then it will start in our report that you can get with that uh, assessment will give you a sense of, of how you can start to, to use the tools we offer to move through the adversity you're facing. So it's a process of, of because each of these terrains is going to have a different strategy there for, for health, for, for wellness, for just about anything. Everyone has a different relationship to, to the process they're going through and the adversity they're facing. So you need to see where you're at in order to find what is gonna be the best, best approach, the best methods, uh, the best uh, way to, to come at it. And, and this is where you, I would say you want to begin. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, to answer that question, we'd have to give you 10 different answers because each terrain has a very different kinds of strategies to overcome adversity, I see. different strategies to grow. But 
if you find out which terrain you're at, as Ellen said, we have a report, and in that report you get, it's like a 40-page report, it goes into the kinds of challenges you're probably facing in your life at this terrain and the kinds of approaches you can use and the kinds of uh, lessons you're probably being forced to learn right now by life because each terrain is like a different school. You're learning different lessons, but also the different gifts that you're here to bring. And sometimes really coming aware of the gifts that you can give the world at this point in your journey is a strategy to overcome adversity because it's like instead of focusing on all the misery and the pain, you can start to focus on, wow, I've actually got an opportunity to contribute to the world at this terrain in this kind of way. This is what other people at my terrain are doing. And then you can also start to connect with, as you start to understand this work, you can start to connect with other people at your terrain and often to teachers at your terrain. Or Mm -hmm. let's say you're moving from square to diamond, you might start to look for teachers who are at diamond who are going to give you strategies that are relevant to where you're at in your journey. That if you just went to a teacher who was still really in the pocket of square, they're not really going to resonate with you anymore, that person's strategies, because you're not at that point in your journey. So in a way, it's like a navigation tool. Like you find out where you're at. Like I'm now in France. I better find a map for France. I better find somebody who speaks French. I better find a teacher of adversity who speaks French. And so now I've traveled over this terrain and I'm in Germany, right? I'm going to need a different map. I'm going to need different things. So it's kind of like just knowing where you're at in your journey can help you start to draw the right tools to you, the right teachers to you. So that's why we can't get specific. So that's answers. that's the action point. You got to you got to get started by. Point. Yeah, great. It's really helpful to understand your own terrain. Read that report. It's got a lot of information in it. And then we're starting to put more videos out, and, and we're going to be starting to offer some courses. And we're wanting to get people together who are at the same terrain, like an online community, sure. so people who are going through the same kinds of challenges at that point in their journey can have discussions with each other and support each other. Suggest teachers that they found helpful for them that wouldn't have been helpful for them 10 years ago, but are helpful for them now. And that's one of the things we're passionate about creating. We're in the process of creating Awesome, awesome. And we'll put links to all that stuff in our show notes at drbradmiller.com. But um, I'm just a big believer also that in order to do something like what you're talking about here, in order to make true profound life change is really what we're talking about here. You can't do it on your own. You have to draw on some sort of a power greater than yourself. And we can call it what you want. We can call it God. We can call it spirituality, mysticism, all kinds of things. But I'd like you to speak a little bit about some uh, whatever power greater than yourself may be interjected into this process of, of change that you are talking about here by going to this levels of uh, consciousness. Well, in in, uh, our perspective with this model, um, I'm very much looking at the idea that we are in an infinitely conscious universe, and you could give that the term God, you could give that any any name you want, but we have to realize that we are part of an infinitely conscious uh, awareness that has, that is love, that is life that is light that is wanting our highest evolution and so really by appealing to that higher self that infinite self that inner self that god self whichever term you want to give it that it's really in 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 all that i've studied through all of the mysteries and all of everything i've studied it's all in the question you ask so to begin the process you have to first ask the question and you can ask that question of a tree sitting in nature. You can do it in church at at the altar, wherever you want to be. It's fine. It's about really sitting there in a very humble place and, and very still in a very still humble place and asking the question, show me the way from here to, to come home to my infinite self, to come home to my heart, to come home, to be healed and healthy and happy again. 
And the thing that all of us have in common, whatever terrain we're at, is we are all, you know, we are all one infinite being. We are all God, like however you want to say it. It's just different degrees of filtering over that, over that. different degrees mm-hmm. of filtering from childhood trauma or the way we've been raised mm-hmm. or what our beliefs are that separate us from our God self, you could call it. And sure. so depending on where someone's at in their journey of terrains, there's no, no, no right or wrong, they're just slightly different perspectives, but someone will relate to that in a different way. So someone that's square is probably more likely to believe in a traditional version of God and go to church and be taught through that mechanism of mm-hmm. accessing God, which is just as valid as someone say a circle might sit with a tree or sit with a flower and feel their connection to God through nature. It's the same thing. They're doing the same thing. They're just calling it something different. It's just got a different system around it that resonates more for them at that point in their journey. But all yeah. of us have our own relationship to the divine and say someone at pyramids like oh, i don't believe in any of it no i don't believe in any of it you know it's just they don't because at that point in their journey they don't really have any access to that connection because there's that much in the way of it but underneath all of that they still are they yeah. still are you know, that's a, a part of so, uh, they still are children of god or they still are connected to the oneness that Right. It's part of submitting yourself to a transformative power greater than than yourself. Yeah. And so another aspect I believe is really important to uh overcoming adversity to affecting life changes is the power, the fuel, I like to call it, of, uh, of loving relationships. And you give us some tactics and some processes here to deal with loving relationships, even when they are challenging. But I'd like you to speak to the transformative power of relationships and maybe how your, your process here, the 10 terrains, can help us to navigate relationships, especially to draw uh, you know, the fuel that helps us to make, some transform, make transformation through uh, relationships. What's, what's interesting in this is that really in families, really, there's a bond of love. It may not be spoken and it may be talked against, but in the, at the essence of it, there really is that bond of love. And so with that understanding, each person is, is in their own world and they're in their own universe in these terrains. And they have a language that they need to hear from and, and they see things a certain way. So by, by effectively being in relationships with others, by knowing where they're at and what they need to be safe and what you need to be safe, you can actually step away from the adversity and the, the disconnection because of the, the fact that you're trying to get them to speak French and they're trying to get you to speak German or English or whatever, uh, that you actually can start to come back to that love that's already there underneath it. So what the 10 terrains will help you with not only in yourself, but with your relationships with others, is how to dissolve these apparent, really, uh, I would say, uh, differences, but they're, 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 at, they're not really real. They're just a mirage. And, and then come back to that ability to really support and hold and love each other, which is, which is there at its core, above all of this, this tension that's, that's artificial, I guess is the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, the, I'm sorry, Tony. Did you want to say something? Oh, just to say beautifully said. I have nothing. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree. Well, one, one more one more concept I want to just touch on here, and that has to do with I I call it kind of the cognitive part of the process, which is discipline or habits or processes. And you have a very intricate process here, really ten, you know, uh, ten terrains as you call it. And and by the way, for our listeners, there's not only the description of these, but there is actually uh, imagery. Uh, circles and triangles and so on that go with these. So you have that kind of a tactile type of imagery as well that goes with these. But I'd like you to speak to maybe, Tony, you could speak to this. What are some of the uh, disciplines or habits or processes that someone can implement if they really want to 
uh, implement your process in order to affect, uh, you know, a, a deeper level of consciousness through your process? What are some things people can do? First, first, I'll just quickly say something about the symbols. We decided to give 10 different icons, 10 different symbols to each terrain. Because of those of you who are listening, if you jump on our website, 10terrains.com, T-E-N-T-E-R-R-A-I-N-S.com, you'll see this row of icons at the top of the site. And they actually tell a story and they speak to your subconscious. They really tell the story of human evolution, cultural evolution, individual evolution, spiritual evolution, from disconnection to connection, from victimhood to self-responsibility, from fear to love. And um, at each point on this continuum, depending where someone's at, which terrain they're at, is the kind of disciplines they're going to apply. So I can't give you a catch-all for it because there's really 10 different kinds. But for example, someone at the unity-based terrain, Infinity, which is one of the most expanded terrains, that person is in a moment-to-moment process of continually bringing themselves back to love. That is their process. That is their only process. I know people at that terrain, they are just coming back to love in every moment, coming back to love. So that's their discipline. You know, if someone may be at Diamond, their discipline is, okay, I found a cutting new, cutting edge new health technique. I'm going to come up with motivational statements and inspirational statements to keep myself on track and motivate myself to do this thing every day that I've researched and I believe in. And it's a really cutting edge approach. It's going to change my life. And I'm going to do, I'm going to do affirmations in the mirror to inspire myself to do it. You know, that's what someone at Diamond will do. That's very different to what someone at Infinity is doing. So each terrain has its own kind of approaches to everything including discipline. And so that's why it's very terrain specific. So if you, you, you'd need to ask me for each terrain, what the answer would be, but that's just giving you two examples. Sure. But, but there is a, there is that process here and that's there is what. A process and, yeah. and it's going to be innate. And when you meet someone at the same terrain as you, you will see like someone at spiral, the coherence based terrain, they're always taking complete responsibility for the reality they're creating. And they're always working on their shadow stuff and self-responsibility. When you meet someone at that terrain, they're doing that. And so you can talk about it with them. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. I know stuff come up with me today and I cleared it and I came back to neutral. Oh. So did I. And I saw my reality show up differently. And they're, they're sure. in the same process. Well, that's in that innate connection that some folks just have, right. You know, just yeah. have. So and that's a great thing. And, well, you're, you've got a fast, you've got a lot of material and that's a great thing. You've got a 400 page book. You've got a, a very intricate a website. You've got a number of YouTube videos that people can peruse through. And, and you've mentioned your website a few times. I'm sure folks can connect with everything through 10terrains.com. And we'll link to it through drbradmiller.com. Anything else you'd like to share with our audience is for people who are the our focus of our audience is helping people to maneuver, get beyond adversity, to achieve peace, prosperity, and purpose. Anything you'd like to share to have some closing thoughts here? Well, I would, I would just simply say that um, you, in one sense, have brought yourself to this moment to learn what you need to learn from a bigger context because we are an immortal being. And so then this is an opportunity for you to really um, get to know yourself uh, in, in this moment. So there's, there's a real uh, process here of self-love that this, this starts to engender. And so this is any er- to, to every breakdown, there's a breakthrough on the other side. So adversity is really just an opportunity in one sense to come more deeply into self-love and uh, self-acceptance and self-forgiveness and, and really the, the core teachings of, of all of the, the mysteries and religious teachers from all of history. 
Yeah, very, I very much agree with that. Like for me, it's all about compassion, love yourself, love other people equally. And so as you start to understand this kind of model, you can see where you're at in your journey, where other people are at, and it's actually okay for them to be where they're at. And it's actually okay for you to be where you're at. And then you can uh, start to look at the things that are happening in your life with grace. And we would definitely say for anyone who is suffering from something big, like an illness or a death or some sort of divorce or a really big conflict with someone People have reported to us that they found uh, doing their terrain quiz really helpful to find out, wow, okay, now I really get why I'm feeling like this, why these kinds of challenges are happening and why I'm feeling inspired to do this and not that. And everyone's telling me to do that, but that doesn't feel right for me. Now I understand why. I actually want to do this. This is going to help me. You can start to really like allow yourself to be where you're at and to take guidance from people who are coming from the same place as you who are a little bit ahead of you in, in your journey and can really help you and inspire you like this channel you know, this podcast you're listening to, you're being given amazing guidance right now and you're probably being drawn to that because you're at, at like moving into that terrain where it's coming from and it's really helping you. And so as you start to understand this, it, help, it just helps you with your inner guidance system of who you're going to listen to and the, for the next steps in your journey. Yeah, because awesome. everything's specific. Uh, you know, each terrain has its specific methods, uh, modalities and, and, and again relationship to to itself and so by by knowing that by knowing uh, where you're at you will be able to to know what it is you need to seek that's going to resonate with you whether it's going to be certain kinds of teachers or certain kinds of processes each terrain they're different at each terrain and so you may have friends and neighbors and others around you that are offering you advice and saying well go try this person or go to this workshop or or go you know study this type of material and that may be appropriate or it may not be it depends on what terrain that's coming from so by knowing where you're at again you'll know what's going to be most effective for you in this moment on your journey Mm -hmm. that's awesome it's also very good to hear you share that you've had people respond to you that they've been impacted uh, by your work and they've seen success and to, to apply your, your, uh, your teaching here. So we've got testimonials on the website uh, that we've, you've shared people and in our, uh, on Amazon, our book reviews, uh, all five star people really have been finding this uh, work when they get into it. Uh, and, and, and really give it the, the chance it needs to to help them. Uh, remarkable. It's, it's been remarkable for so many people around the world. Well, that's awesome. We'll look forward to hearing more from you as we go along and to hear great things about how the 10 terrains of consciousness has been helpful to folks as they navigate, especially this, we just have to say, this just incredibly challenging time that we have been in here in the year 2020. And we just thank you for your contribution to be helpful to people to overcome adversity, to get beyond adversity, to achieve uh, their promised life of peace, prosperity, and purpose. Our guests uh, today here on Beyond Adversity are, has been Alan David Reed and Tony Wolf. They are the authors of and the creators of the Introduction to the Ten Terrains of Consciousness understanding yourself, other people, and the world. Thanks for being with us today on the Beyond Adversity podcast. That was a deep conversation that we had here uh, today with Alan David Reed and Tawny Wolf from 10terrains.com uh, from, and their process, the 10 Terrains of Consciousness. 
They've got a lot of great things on their website, 10terrains.com, including a place where you can take a quiz and begin to unravel and to see the process of what terrain you are at right now in your own self-consciousness and the process and the pathway that you can advance in your life if you choose to follow their, their process. What we're about here on Beyond Adversity is helping you to process adverse life conditions and to emerge to a better place, a place we call a place of peace, prosperity, and purpose. At drbradmiller.com, lots of great resources there, including lots of great folks who can speak into your life and to help you to have uh, peace and prosperity in your life. And I hope you heard from Alan David Reed and Tony Wolf the commitment it takes to process self-exploration and resonate with your own uh, personality. We like to call it a process of taking bold action, connecting with a higher power, engaging with the, the emotional, loving relationships with, which encourage and support us and having self-discipline in your life. Know that you, that you can do it. We're here to be helpful to you. DrBradMiller.com. Let us do so. Our purpose here is to help you to overcome adversity and achieve peace, prosperity, and purpose. It's all about making a promise to yourself to get better. Let me encourage you then, until we meet next time, to keep your promises because there's power and a promise kept.